Hello, fellow brethren, and welcome to the podcast of Kadesh Family, Church of Tampa Bay, Florida. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message by Pastor Patrick Aqua, a beloved son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. We thank you, the Lord. You are Jehovah Shama, the God who is always there. We ask, O oh God, that you feed our spirits, our souls. May we not live here the same. I pray for the river of salvation. May people be saved. Amen. May people experience miracles. Amen. May people experience healings. Amen. May anyone who's contracted a virus even be healed in the name Amen. of Jesus. I ask for your mighty power and your Amen. presence to be available in our services in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talk about, you know, a topic that is not very popular in Christianity. Um, you know, and let's let's turn our Bibles to John 14. John 14, uh, verse 1. The Bible says that, uh, I'll, I'll just read to you. If, you. if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it as well, okay? Uh, nowadays, uh, People don't read as much as they would like to. So when we come to church, we would like to read more scriptures. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. Hallelujah. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father. But by me, if ye had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye know him and have seen him. Okay, now let's skip over to uh, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. I want you to underline that if you if um, you have a Bible that you can underline. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. Amen. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. I like that. He says, because I live, you shall live. Tell your neighbor, you shall live. You shall live. Hallelujah. You shall Amen. live. You shall, you shall live. live. You will not die in this pandemic. You will live. In Amen. Jesus' name, Amen. hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, it says, because I live, you will also live. Verse 20 says that, at that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in them. 
Verse 21, and we're getting to the, some of the most important parts of this chapter for the purpose of today's service. Verse 21 says that he, have, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is it that loveth me. So you see that verse again. Love commandments. Love, if you love me, you keep my commandments, okay? And he is it that loveth, okay, and he is it that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be love of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Then he says, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. You see, so they qualified it. So sometimes a name is good, but a bad person can make the name bad. So now they have to wow. qualify Judas, not Iscariot. <laughs> wow. The name Adolf is, is a nice name, but nowadays people don't name Adolf anymore because once someone takes the name, hey. oh, you get it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So he says, Jude, I'm not this carrier. How is it that thou manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus said, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come unto him and make our abode with him. How many of you would love God to come and live in your apartment? Oh, yes. You know, he says that the one who loves me, I will come to him and make my home with wow. a person. Now, this chapter is an interesting chapter because it's the last phase of Jesus' life and ministry on earth. And that phase started in, you know, verse 13, when he says that, when he, in, in, no, in chapter 13, verse 1, Jesus said that my hour has come. Jesus knew that his hour has come. And from that time forth in Jerusalem, you know, uh, it was the Passover time. And Passover time was like very festive time in Jerusalem. You know, people had come from different parts of the world to worship. And, you know, and the temple was busy. People were selling sheep and doing all sort of commercial activities. The, the place was, you know, full of people. Uh, people were coming out with their wares to sell. You know, just imagine a very festive environment, you see. And normally, any time religious activity over time evolves into celebration like Christmas or Easter. You get it. And that was what was going on. The Passover was instituted for the Israelites to remember uh, the night that God passed over them in, in, uh, in Egypt. So over the years, it became uh, some sort of a festive but religious activity for them. So imagine Jerusalem, you know, a happy place. People were coming back and forth. It was like a spiritual Mardi Gras. Let me put it that way. You do get it. And then... Whilst people were happy exchanging sheep and doing all these great things, you know, Jesus was having a very personal and very sober, solemn time with his disciples. Are you with me, church? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Let me. I want to hear you uh, that you are you are not asleep on me. Okay. Yeah. So there was there was uh, Jesus was having a very sober time, you know, and he was telling his disciples, "I'm going away." You know, I mean, think about it. If your wife or husband have a meeting and say, wife, babe, I'm going away. Where are you going? To work? No. I mean, it, 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 it could be a very serious meeting. You get it? Mm -hmm. things like, away. Yeah, in my father's house, I'm in mansions. Ah, Jesus, what are you talking about? I thought your father was a carpenter. Can you clarify what you're saying? You know, and he says things like, you will see me no more. Hmm. I'm going away. Let me wash my feet so that you will also wash someone else's feet. Uh, one of you will betray me. Mm. You know, whoever I give this bread to will betray I mean, imagine a church meeting with your pastor and shepherds 
with such conversations going on. You get it. And what I believe even broke their heart was the fact that he said he was going away. And for you and I, we couldn't relate with it. We can't relate with it, right? But think about it. These guys had left their jobs, mm. you know, as fishermen, you know, James and John had sold their boat to Emmanuel or somebody or Calvin, you know, and they said, look, we are going to follow Jesus. He's going to make us governors when he takes over the kingdom. Sold everything. Most, some, a lot of them left their families and friends to follow him. And now you tell us you are going. I mean, you must be joking. <laughs> you, you get it. You must be joking. And you see, what even made that, probably made that painful was the fact that it meant that all the great things that Jesus was going to do was about to stop. Mm. You see, mm. walking on water. I mean, think if your pastor walks on water, I mean, how proud hey, you? Hey, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, hey. You know, if your pastor walks on water, you know, your I pastor comes to church and then you are broke. He takes $1 and splits it into $5,000 for you. Hey. What a pastor. I receive such a pastor. What you be such a, part of such a great church? Hey. He takes a dollar. You come to church. You are sick. He prays for you. You're, you're well. You get coronavirus. He prays for you. You get well. Do, do you get it? I mean, such a pastor does not go away. He better not be transferred. No. At he, all. He better not be transferred. At no all. way. I mean, you file your taxes and you owe money. And then he tells you that go to the sea, catch a fish. And then the first fish will catch you. find $10,000 in the mouth of the fish. Hey, and that, the it's fish? a figure. It's That's a, a big fish. What, what a pastor. That's That's a big big fish. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have such a pastor like Jesus? Hey. And then he tells you that he's going away. Okay, don't leave me. Stop that wrong there. Stop that wrong there. Don't leave me. I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm leaving, you know. And he says, no. no, you can't leave. Don't leave me. And you can imagine the, the, the sadness, mm. you know, and, and how brokenhearted the disciples were when he said he was leaving. But he gave them assurance. He says that I will be back. Mm. <laughs> he says, I, I, I will be back. Mm. <laughs> you know, he says, I will send another comforter. Mm. You know, I will send someone who will live right alongside with you, just like I was with you. But this time, he will be with you forever. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm Amen. going to send another comforter, someone called alongside to help you. You know, in this journey of life, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I am coming to you Amen. in the form of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Are you with me, church? Yes. I am coming to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. You are not alone. And the things I did, you will even be able to do it uh, even better. Hallelujah. Wow. I used to Israel, but you are going further and further. You know, I did these miracles, but you are going to do more miracles. Hallelujah. So Amen. he gave the disciples this assurance that, yes, I might be leaving, but in 40 days, I'm coming back. Wow. I mean, wasn't that assuring? Yeah. yeah. But this time, I will not be coming back physically. I'll be coming to you as a spirit, and I'll be living with you, and I'll be living in you. Oh, what a blessing. You see, a powerful blessing. Christians could understand this better because in those days, it was the 
all very selected people who had the Holy Spirit in them. Mm. John the Baptist, maybe David, and very few people. You get it. But he said that now all of you are going to be carriers of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I mean, wow. can't you rather, even let's take material things. You see, can't you rather the things that few people possess look very precious? Like, let's say, um, a Bentley. I mean, how many people drive Bentleys around? Mm. So when someone has one, we stop by and take pictures with it. Mm. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you, you could understand what, how the disciples were also feeling that this Holy Spirit thing was, was something that was reserved for prophets and kings, but all of us are going to be drivers of Bentley. Going hey. It's a blessing. Amen. Amen. Do, do you get it? Yeah. yeah. All of us. It's not going to be an exclusive thing anymore. I mean, think about if all of us become beneficiaries of exclusive things. You know, mm. everybody here can drive a Bentley. And yeah. I mean, if I stand for an election and I say that, look, going forward, <laughs> it's not only millionaires who won't pay taxes. Nobody will pay taxes. Ah. Amen. No. <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> I'll vote for you, crowd. Yeah. Vote for you. Yeah. Everybody is going to drive a Bentley. Nothing exclusive here. Whatever is for the rich is also for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the same. And he was saying that this Holy Spirit, which were reserved for a few people, is not going to live in Crispell, is in Calvin, is in Manuel, is in Ben. It's in Claudia, it's in Thywell, it's in Lawrence, it's in Diana, it's in Echar, it's in Brenda, it's in Dorinda, it's in Alma Koto, it's in everybody. You are all going to be carriers of this, my presence called the Holy Spirit. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Very reassuring to them because they realize that they can live the life that they lived when Jesus was with them. Are you with me, church? Yes. Yeah. And Jesus gave them a condition. He said, if you obey me, mm. if you obey me, I will send if you. you. Obey me. I will send the Holy Spirit. Or the Father and I will come and live with you. The same thing, the Trinity. We are coming in the form of a spirit now, not in the human flesh like I came. Because when I came in a human flesh, they crucified me. But this time, they can't crucify me. <laughs> you can't crucify a spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? He says, I'm coming. I am coming to you. I am coming back. I'm not going to leave you. I'm coming back. And we will come and manifest. You see, we will come and live with you. You see, we'll come and phanerosis. The phanerosis means to come and make myself manifest. manifest. I will manifest mm. myself. Because someone can live somewhere but not manifest himself. Mm. 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 It's true. If you come once home where he's in the master bedroom but he tells you he's not at home, Mm. <laughs> yeah, that person is there, but he's not manifesting. You know, he said, We are going to manifest ourselves, we are going to live amongst you, but there's one condition obedience. And when the disciples obeyed, no wonder the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Amen. You understand? Amen. Obedience is a master key to God's presence. Mm. Are you with me? What did I say? Mm. Obedience, Obedience is a master key to God's presence. Mm. If you want wow. God's presence wow. to be very manifest in your life with evidence and signs and wonders of it following, then I challenge you this morning to begin to live a life of obedience when it comes to your walk. Amen. 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 Are you with me, church? 
Yes. Yes. Obedience has been thrown out of the modern day church. Mm. A lot of things go, a lot of things are allowed. Standards are not allowed anymore. People want to live the way they want to live. Do you get it? People want to do what they want to do. Pastors don't have a voice anymore. Standards don't matter. Sometimes you could see couples, young people want to get married. And then they knock on your door and tell pastor, I want to marry next month. And you tell them you have to go through counseling. They say, no, no, no. Then we are going to the court to marry. When you are ready, come and bless it for us. Mercy. Who are those? <laughs> Do you get it? People don't want standards. You know, we, we've, we've thrown away the, the, the topic of obedience unto death. You know, that we, you know it's, it's not something that um, it's, it's popular in our culture or Christian culture or say charismatic Christian culture. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you get it. Mm-hmm. We thrown it away, but obedience is the master key. You understand? Our whole faith is founded on we obeying mm. God and not obeying the devil. Mm. You see, exactly. we get to a point in our faith, a point in our time, uh, in in our work with God, when we say that obedience doesn't matter anymore. It does, and it will continue mm. to matter. You know, that's why the Amen. Bible says that grieve not the Holy Spirit. Because if you disobey the Holy Spirit, you are grieving him and his voice and his power is also minimized in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So this morning I came to challenge you that when it comes to walking with God, don't think that God does not require obedience again. He required it for the coming of the Holy Spirit. He requires it for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And he requires it every day and every night. Do you understand? Amen. Because if we don't have to obey God, then what is the point in the you reading the Bible? Anyway, are you with me, church? Can I get a big amen from everybody? Amen. 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 So one, one thing that this, this causes me uh, to understand, or the way I would apply this to my life and to your life, is to realize that walking with God requires obedience every day. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. We don't get to a point where obedience becomes old-fashioned. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. We don't get to a point where obedience becomes old-fashioned. Do you understand? We keep obeying God, even sometimes when it hurts. Mm. You know, when everybody can obey when you don't have to lose something. Mm, you know, it's true. But even when you have to lose something, we have to obey. And the Bible says that Abraham obeyed God. Do, do you get it? He had his son Isaac, and God said, Look, sacrifice him. It was a test because God was testing Abraham's obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, wow. he was testing. Before we get into this walk with me thing, Abraham, let me make sure you will obey me. And now God said, Now I know. It means it, it looks like God didn't know. You get it. Then he says, now I know that you fear me. And mm. because you fear me, blessing, I will bless you. Oh, people, when people Amen. are blessing people, they'll use your name as a reference. Amen. Because you took the step of obeying me. When I said sacrifice Isaac, you were willing to do it. You took your son, your servants, you climbed up the mountain, even, were, even though you were probably old, you know, and not strong, you just did it until the last minute when I said, don't do it. Oh, may God see us as obedient children. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. 
that God sees us as obedient children. You know, and, and, and sometimes obeying God will cost you something. You get it? And if it does not hurt, then everybody can obey. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, if it does not hurt, everybody, we can all obey. You get it? But obedience will really be tested when it costs something. Mm. You know, God mm. will test your obedience with an instruction that does not make sense. With, a, with, with, with an instruction that sometimes goes against popular culture. Mm. And truth be told, if you follow popular culture, you may not follow Christ and his words. Mm. It's true. In today's generation. Mm. You know, recently I was in a pastor's meeting and one pastor said that, you know, as pastors, we should be careful about politics mm-hmm. because God hasn't called us to take sides. Mm. God has called us to be referees. Mm. He has called us, the only thing he has called us to do is to pray for our government and our leaders. Yeah. That is the only thing he's called us to do. Yeah, that's true. And then he was saying that we should be careful how we insult leaders. Mm. Do you get it? And speak against people in authority. Mm. I see. And the whole, everybody was crying because the popular culture is to insult the president. That is a popular culture. Yep. Do, do you get it? But the Bible says that don't speak evil over, of, over the ruler of my people. Mm. No matter what political party the person belongs to. Do you get it? Whether you voted, you voted for the person, didn't vote for the person. But this is the scripture. I choose to obey it. That's what the Bible tells me to do. Amen. Are you, are you, are you with me? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's what God asks us to do. So even though it may be against popular culture and things, I choose to go the Bible route. Hallelujah. When it comes mm. to marriage, obey God in your marriage. Mm. You, you get it. When it comes to your finances, obey God in your finances. Just do what the Bible says. This is the Bible way. This is we are going to do it the Bible way. You get it. This is how the world does its things, but we are going to obey God. You get it. We are going to obey God. And in this life, we realize all of us are attracted to people who obey us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Your boss likes the employee mm. who mm. obeys him. True. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Your boss likes the employee. That is why, you see, most presidents, when they are choosing their vice presidents, are careful not to choose vice presidents who have political ambitions themselves. Mm. because these leaders are more concerned about their vote next four years or next eight years, Mm. right? So they are not likely to do whatever you tell them to do. So they might sometimes be a bit funny about it and things like that. But most presidents choose a vice president who will just do everything they tell them to do. That is one of the secrets. To choosing a vice president. So one day when you become a president, that's that's I'm giving you some tips. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> normally they choose people who are more likely to tell them because you see, the leader is the head. Mm. And the vice president is like the neck. Mm. 
Now, if you, the head, you want to look right and the neck wants to turn left, hmm. imagine the confusion you are going to face. You break your neck. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of marriages are also like that. Sometimes yeah. you have a neck that wants to go this way and a head that wants to go this way. Or worse of you have two heads in the marriage. Hey. So nothing, nothing happens. Mm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, nothing happens. That's that's I'm telling you, that's a secret. So, is it if you want to attract God's presence in your life, you know, His manifest presence with evidence and signs of it following? You know, I challenge you to live a life of obedience. Mm-hmm. And no one ever says that. Jesus Christ was obedient unto death. Therefore, God has exalted him. Mm. May you be exalted. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. May you be exalted. May God exalt you. You get it. Obedience attracts the favor of the leader. That is what it is. Mm. Obedience attracts the favor of a leader. Mm. Yeah, even at your workplace, you begin to practice obedience and see what happens. It's easy. To, be careful how you rise up against someone who gives you your paycheck. Hey. Because you can be at work and then they say, oh, aluta, aluta, oh, let's, let's rebel, whatever, whatever. And then the boss says, okay, tomorrow I'm closing the shop. Hey. And then the person who led you into the rebellion has found another job. <laughs> and then you are left with nothing and your children and family empty-handed. <laughs> Did you get yeah, you have to be careful when you go to work. You have to be careful, you know, how you join uh, rebellious groups, disloyal groups, you see, because you see, disloyalty is not a church doctrine. Mm. Or loyalty is not just, it's a, a doctrine that cuts across every phase of society. Mm. The airlines require loyal customers, mm. don't they? Yeah. Yeah, Burger yeah. King wants loyal customers. That's why they have something called loyalty reward program. That if you reward us with your loyalty, we will also reward you with an, a free sandwich the next time. Mm. Everybody requires it. I mean, think about it. Would you be happy if you put your money in the bank? The next time you go, they say they move the bank to another state. The bank is no more here. <laughs> hey. How, how would you feel about that? It's mm. a war. <laughs> I look that continuance. <laughs> yeah, you you will not be happy, mm. you know. So loyalty, I don't even know why I got into that, but that's just a, a side journey for you. You get it. That loyalty is not just a church thing; it is mm. what keeps society together. Mm. And people who don't understand it sometimes fight against it. Mm-hmm. When people are going to marry, one of the things they check that does he have somebody else? Mm-hmm. Isn't that so? Yeah, the first thing they check, does he have some? And before you know, you say, some, some of you, maybe a gentleman is interested. Before you know, they'll be, especially the ladies, they have a way of scanning. So they will scan your pictures, your history, your Facebook history. They'll scan yeah. everything and see the lady that occurs constantly. Like, they'll check the 67 <laughs> profile. They'll check the yeah. profile. they check the 89 profile. They'll check, and then they'll find out the lady that happens. Like, who is this lady that almost every year in your profile history, the person is almost betrayed. <laughs> And then right. they, you know, you they, know, they will use another account and open another Facebook account to be friends. You know things. You know things. I know things. 
I know this. They are revealing secrets. To, to, to befriend the other lady, you know, and just be talking to them. Oh, so do you know John? Oh, wow. I think we're in the same school together. And, you know, she has an agenda. She's trying to see if this other lady is connected to him. She's Too much work. Too much work. For nothing. <laughs> She's doing the loyalty test. <laughs> do you see what do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> loyalty, like I'm saying, is not a check. It's a life thing. Don't you want a pastor who's loyal to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't you want a bank that is loyal to you? Mm, Don't you yeah. like car that is loyalty. Why do most of you buy Toyotas and Nissans? You are looking for loyalty. Mm -hmm. The day that you need the car the most, it won't tell you that check engine on. <laughs> <laughs> Glory be to God. Yeah. Obedience is God's love language. Amen. Amen. It's God's love. What did I say? Obedience, obedience is God's, God's love, love language. language. God's love language is obedience. If you love me, obey my commandments. Mm. If you love me, obey. Obedience is not tears. Obedience is not raps. Is it love? Yeah, you 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 can't be reading Psalms and say that oh you. You, you love God. God does not see your love towards him in your reading of the Psalms. Wow. You see? Or even in your religious activities. Because many a times, we cover our obedience with rituals. Mm -hmm. I go to church a lot. Yeah, I, want, I was talking to someone, say, oh, why don't you come to church? I said, oh, but, but I pay my tithe. <laughs> it's, it's like, my, I don't come, but my money right, goes for me. <laughs> It's not the same. This is not like it's, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> and God said that obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm. It's not in the Message Bible. <laughs> let me show you. Let me show you that scripture. Go to First Samuel fifteen twenty two. First Samuel fifteen twenty two. It says that. Do you think all God wants are sacrifices? Message Bible. Empty rituals just for show. <sighs> Empty rituals what? Just it's for show. For mm. He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening to things. <laughs> Not staging a lavish religious production. Or oh, read it. Read it to yourself. <laughs> Did you think of to rituals? Hmm. Have you read it? Read it to yourself. Read it. I want you to read it to yourself for just a minute. Okay, yeah, what is God saying? He says that don't substitute obedience with sacrifices. The fact that you've sacrificed does not mean you obey. You can't buy your way out of obedience. No. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says that, he says that all these things you are doing are just for sure. You see, it will amaze you how many people know how to put on religious garments. Mm. You see. <laughs> And do the religious wow. things, but don't obey God. Mm. Wow. You get it. They know how yes. to how to frown their face when they are praying. You get it. They know how to cry when they are singing. They know how to walk the walk and talk the talk. 
they know how to quote Ezekiel, Isaiah, and Revelations. Hey. They know that they have all their rituals. Wow. And it's Christianity, the way it is, if you're not careful, it, will, it becomes a religion of rituals for you. You get wow. it. Come on Sunday, give an offering, give a tithe. Come on Wednesday, go for this meeting. But then out of your life, it's just emptiness with no relationship with God, you know, mm-hmm. with, with no obedience, disobeying God, living mm-hmm. anyhow. You get it? Living in mm-hmm. and God says that you obeying him is more important to him than all these religious activities that you are you force yourself into. And to mm-hmm. him, that is what love means. You see, that is mm-hmm. why God rejected Saul. You see, while I was studying this 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 uh, uh, this sermon, I was just asking myself, why did God reject Saul instantly and not reject uh, David so quickly? You know, and I just thought about this, that even though David sinned, his heart was still with God. Mm. Mm. But for Saul, his heart had just followed God. And that's why um, uh, God told Samuel, for he has stopped following me. Mm. Do do you understand? So it was not just his disobedience. You get Mm. it? But the disobedience was just an indication that this guy has stopped loving me. He doesn't love Mm. me anymore. He stopped mm. following me. And you see, when Mercy. someone does not love you, they don't do the things you like. Yeah, it's true. Mm. The evidence of the lack of your husband or your wife's love for you is that they don't do the things you like. Mm. Or no, mm. they will do the things you don't like. Mm. The things you don't like, they will go contrary. Put the chair here, they will put it here. They will consciously mm. put on the opposite. Mm. When love is gone, that's one of the evidence. The person becomes a personal offending machine. Like an ATM machine that you bought in your home. This one is hey. just when you press a number, offense is what comes out. PMT. PMT. See. <laughs> 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 do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When love is gone, you get and you see, flowers is not love. Flowers. Mm. Flowers. Someone buys flowers for you. Because you see, when, what National Geographic, I'll show her a bed called Beds of Paradise. They even they, they pluck flowers for their for their mates. Wow. <laughs> flowers is not love. Mm. Flowers is not mm. love. Buying you Chinese is not love. Hey. <laughs> Second ties. <laughs> no, it's not love. Mm. Love. Mm. Love. Real love. Person does what you like. Mm. And a person mm. does not do what you don't like. What you don't like, the person does not do it. Mm. You, hate this thing. you hate this thing. Okay, I won't do it. They're there. Do you get it? You don't like this thing, I won't do it. And you should normally, the things people don't like sometimes may not make sense to you. Mm. Mm. It's true. Very you know, true. I had, a, I had a work colleague who did not like the sound of beds around her. Don't make the sound of beds. So I was wondering, and I tested it. (laughs) 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 And I thought it was a joke. She freaked out and got very mad. I asked why. And the story is that one day, when she was very young, it's like an eagle, an eagle or something, tried to pick her up. You know, and left scratches on her head or something. Wow. So she, that trauma is still with her throughout her life. Oh, wow. 
So when you marry such a person and tells you, I don't like a bird as a pet hey. in my uh, home, uh, you'll be fighting don't, against don't it. Don't buy one, please. Don't buy it. <laughs> Just don't buy it. Thank you. If you really love the person, don't buy the bed. <laughs> buy something else. Um, and normally, it doesn't make sense. As when God told Saul to kill Agag, mm. and Saul said that, um, you know, I fear the people. So I brought some of the sacrifices and the king back. Do you get it? And Saul says something. He says that, oh, I had to do it because the people were pressuring me. Mm. And you see, we have to be careful about the pressures of people that causes us to disobey God. Pressure, pressure. I would make church. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you elevate people's expectations above the expectations of God, you are indirectly telling God that I will obey this person rather than you. Than you. Yeah. Mm. You have to be very careful. You see, if you're someone who cannot back the trend, you cannot stand against the tide of humanity, you cannot stand against the ways of the world. You see, and side with God. Choose where you will be popular, on this earth or in heaven. Choose. Yeah, the whole church is very quiet this morning. Let us choose. Let us choose where we want to be popular. You get it. You want to be popular on this earth? You know, and on this earth, earthly popularity is as fleeting as anything. Mm. You are mm. up today, tomorrow you are gone. Mm. You know, but I would rather be popular in heaven mm. than be popular on this earth. Mm -hmm. And no wonder Saul was rejected. The Bible says that God has rejected him and I've chosen a man after my own heart, someone who loves me. Someone who loves me. And even when David sinned, God even forgave him and said, look, this man's heart is with me. You see, that is why you and I have to be careful. You see, when people God is using for, we don't prejudge them. Because mm. even though they may have fallen, their hearts are still with God. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? When David fell, you would have thought that God will meet him with the same judgment he gave to Saul, you see. But he didn't do that. He punished him, but did not take him away from the throne. Because the Bible says that his heart was perfect. I mean, the guy just had problems with women. You know, our man, David, you know. But his heart, when it comes to the things of God, oh man, you, you, you can't get him on that. Mm. That's why you and I have to be careful because we don't know the hearts of men and women towards God. And that explains why sometimes you will see God using people in spite of their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. mm. True. Do, do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, you see God using people in spite of their weaknesses. Mm. Because God sees that, look, this guy's heart is still with me. I love him. I love this boy, David. I mean, the man who was in the wilderness, singing and writing Psalms 23. Mm. You think God forget, forgot that? No. no. The guy who did anything now he was told to do. God didn't forget. Because his heart 
May your heart be perfect towards God. Amen. Amen. May your heart be perfect. May your heart be perfect. Amen. Amen. Obey. Listen, obey God when it comes to marriage. Mm. Amen. Amen. Obey God when it comes to your money. Obey God when it comes to every area of your life. Choose the obedience route. It's mm. always better. Mm. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was telling you a story about, I heard about um, Kenneth Hagen. He was saying that, he was telling his church members that he had never spoken evil against any pastor in his life. He said he's never spoken evil. And if you recall on the flow prayer meeting, we were even praying about that, the most recent one. Yeah. And as he said that, a thought came to me that said, this is the reason why this man lived long. Because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof. Hallelujah. Yeah, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So obey God. When it comes to even the words that come out of your mouth, choose to obey God in that area. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, are you with me? Yes. When it comes to your money, choose to mm. obey God. What does God say about such a thing? Mm. And you know, our bishop was saying that the reason why you could see that the, the church in the world, when I say the church, I mean the global body of Christ, is lacking power and the presence and the anointing and, and, and a certain zest and push from the Holy Spirit is because we have put this thing, obedience aside. Mm. You see, you can't work the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a machine that when we come to church, you sing two songs, one sad one, one fast one, and then you pray very loud and then the Spirit appears. <laughs> do, do you get it? The Holy Spirit is not a machine. He's a person. Mm. And he goes where he's obeyed. Mm. You get it? And he was saying that, our bishop was saying that all over the world, the churches are gasping for breath and for money to even survive. Mm. Because the main mission that we have been given, go into the world and preach the gospel. Or pray for the, 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 the priestly and prophetic ministry of the church has been suppressed. Merci. Our mission to stand in the gap for nations. How many times have you been to church where we say today we are praying for a country called Moldova? Mm. Our prayer topic today, on this Sunday, we are praying for Moldova. Next Sunday, we are praying for Mexico. The third Sunday, we are praying for El Salvador. And then we are praying for Papua New Guinea. Perhaps if a pastor even begins to implement such a prayer program, people won't go to the church again. Mm. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, favor me. your church may finish right now. It doesn't favor me. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. How many times do, do we, I, I mean, just look at how even the, the, our preaching and our messages have just become like just, we use the Bible as a motivational uh, book. Did you get it? Not yeah. allow the scriptures to speak for itself. Because the fact that you are quoting the scripture does not mean that you are preaching from the Bible. 
Let mm. alone even come to tell you that today Merci. we have a prayer meeting for Moldova. Mm. Going to make mm. a banner. Prayer meeting for Moldova. Everybody come from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mm. We'll be there. We'll be there. We are coming. We are coming. <laughs> this is the mission of the church, you see. And when the church loses its mission, it loses the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That is why many a time we don't see God's presence in our churches anymore. Because this great work that we've been given has been laid aside. But I pray and I hope we are going to be a different breed of Christians. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. The work that has been given us. You know, when I look at America, you see, I sometimes wonder, are people really praying for this land? Is, is the church praying for the land? Yeah. America has more churches. And, and, and I wonder, do you get it? Our prayers are, are the church's centers of prayers. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering. Are we praying for the nations? Are we becoming the priests and, and, and the preachers that God has called us to become to this world. Are we becoming the salt and light of the world? Mm. Yes. And because we are not obeying this commandment, mm. a lot of things also don't work in our lives. And I challenge you today in your own little closet, wherever you are, begin to make the Great Commission your commission. Yeah, you may not go to Australia, but on your prayer times, even before you pray about your needs, you say, Father, I stand as a priest, <clears throat> as an intercessor between the hearts of the enemy and the country called Papua New Guinea. I don't know anybody in Papua New Guinea, but I pray for Papua New Guinea. Send pastors to Papua New Guinea. Plant churches in Papua New Guinea. Let there be missionaries in Papua New Guinea. But Lord, why don't we travel to Denmark? Father, I pray for Denmark. I pray, Lord, I don't know anybody in Denmark, but may Denmark be saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I'm now I commit Chile into your hands. I commit the North Pole. I commit every country. I commit Togo in your hands. I commit Congo. I commit Europe. I commit Belgium. I commit Denmark into your hands. God has called us to be intercessors. Yes. Stand in the gap that yes. if the enemy will have to deal with Denmark, they will have to come through you first. That's right. That's right. Yesterday, I was talking to Pastor Steve, and I was just telling him that nowadays I've become very wild. If anyone has to come through my church members to destroy their lives, they will have to come through me first. Absolutely. And I'm going to be a wild intercessor, a midfielder for my church members. Midfield, before you score, you have to come through me. That's right. Yeah, before you destroy Vicky's life. Claudia's life. And the reason I was saying this, because over the time of my ministry, I realized that a lot of young men pry into the church, take the ladies out, and go and destroy their lives. Hunters. Who are those? Who are those? And my wife and I were discussing it, and we've seen a pattern. You see, and normally, when that is going, I see a particular sign, and I won't show you those signs. I see those signs. Because a common sign that happens amongst all these relationships. And I told myself, I will never let that happen again. 
It's a revelation. Mm. Either I become your enemy. God bless <laughs> you. God bless Man. you. We will not let that happen again. No, no way. Because we realize a pattern, a pattern where people come into the church. Oh, this is my beloved. I love her. I love Betty. I love Diana. I love Amma, whatever. Oh, pastor. Oh, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to do this thing. And then happily, you to your stupidity, you go and follow. Mm. You for them. And then after the wedding, they change. And now, now, now what happens is that choose, and most of the time, what happens is that the men don't want to go to church. And then the ladies have to choose between their God and their church and their husbands. Mm. Oh. And sadly, they don't also want to spoil their marriages. So they just go and follow their, their husbands to, to nowhere. And if a crocodile is inviting you into a river to play, you must not go. A river, a crocodile. Hey. And you see, ladies, you must be careful. You see, you must be careful. I don't know why we got into this, but let me digress a bit. You see, preach, you must preach. be careful of men who take you away from church. Preach it. You must be careful. Because what that person is looking for is authority to abuse you without a midfielder. It's like you play the mm. song and they say that don't fill mm. midfielders. Just strikers mm. and defenders. That's it. We don't need midfielders. Mm. No, no, no referee. No referee. No referee. What she wants to take you to the corners of the river and just do whatever he wants to do with you. Take your money, spend it anyhow. Use your money to buy his dream car. I know there's other young men who don't like this one. Yeah, we like you. We like you. We like you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. There is a lot of goals. There is a lot of goals being scored. Eight goals. Eight goals. Our sisters. And God has just laid it on my heart. Look, I will defend you. Defend them. Let us defend our sisters. I'll come to time. I'll visit you. And wicked men. Wicked men. Wicked men. Who abuse them and just toss them around, and later you come and tell me that I'm not interested in you anymore. You are not romantic anymore. After you've spent her money, taken her away from her church. Mm. And what we did was we were just naive enough to just recommend them for you. Who trusted? Trusted you. We are going to midfielders and make sure that such these things don't happen in our Again. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad I came to church. <laughs> yeah. Well, make sure you, you have to come through us first. Mm. And you realize that you've met some wild tergiversities. <laughs> if you yourself are not good, you, will, will, you, you, you have to come through us before you, you go off to your next stage. You run away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have yeah. to come through us. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 That was a side blessing for all of you, but uh, I just came to tell, tell you that I don't know, but I hope you got something out of it. Mm, yeah, we blessed. <laughs> yeah, we just came to encourage you. You see, that let's live a life of obedience. Amen. Amen. Live a life of obedience. It's the master key to the presence of God mm. in every area of your life. Every area. Hallelujah. Remember Amen. Joseph? When Potiphar's wife gave him the scholarship. Hey. 
some of you would have signed the scholarship and cashed it out. Four hey. right, four right. And then I will pray for forgiveness. Four, a four bright scholarship. No. <laughs> but then he said that I will not sin against God and my master. Hallelujah. Amen. Let, when you come to those critical points of, in your life, choose God and choose God's ways. Mm. Are you with me, church? Yes. Yeah. You, you will reap the benefits of it. God yeah. will do something great for you because you Amen. chose to pay him. Amen. No wonder God blessed Abraham so much because he blessed him. Amen. 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 May you experience the presence of God in these hard times. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And as we go through this, why don't you just pray for yourself? As we go through this, uh, these seasons where we don't know what lies ahead of us, the only assurance we have is our Holy Spirit. And we can only trigger that presence with obedience. And I pray that your life be alive. You obey God in every area of your life, your finances, your career, in your job, in your ministry, whatever you do, be obedient to your portion. Father, give us the grace to obey you, Lord. The power to obey, Lord. The anointing to obey, Lord. Sometimes it may hurt. Sometimes it may be difficult. Sometimes it may be inconvenient. But give us that power to choose you. To choose you, to move for you, Lord. To do great things for you. And sometimes it may hurt. Lord, it's beautiful. In our Thank you. Before we go, I just want to give anyone here who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Maybe you are here, you're watching us on Facebook or you're part of the service. And you want to say that, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ. I want you to pray for me. I want to turn my life around. I'm not happy with how I'm living. I want to live a new life. Why don't you just pray this prayer together with all of us? And you can text this number 407 504 and someone will follow up with you. Just say, pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, you are a sinner. In my sins, cleanse me from unrighteousness, Lord. I confess that Jesus died on the cross, that I will not die, that I will not go to heaven. I will not die. I repent of my sins. I will repent to live a new life in Christ. Live a new life in Christ. Amen. 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 Louder, amen. Amen. Together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.